night when the moon is high. The shadows dance, evil will rise. The world between the living and the dead is deadly. So now is the time to let the horror you know in. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Horror You Know Podcast. My name is Ian. My name is also Ian. Ratata! I'm Darren. <laughs> what? <laughs> that scared me. I can tell. I'm sorry, what's your name, sir? I, I don't remember. <laughs> I'm a little shook right now. Brent, right? Brent, yes, I am Brent. Brent. <laughs> hey, Brent. Oh my god, the look on your face. I hate anybody ever named. Never mind. What? We, might, we might have listeners named Brent. I apologize for that. You hate every Brent you've ever known? I had a cousin named Brent. That's mean. Yeah, Wells hates him. Yep, hate him. <laughs> Son of a bitches. He died oh, at birth. Brents. Well, Wells hates him. So tonight, we have got these creamy, delicious, white chocolate, strawberry, banana cream. I don't know what's in this, actually. I'm trying to like Just look <laughs> at the bottle over here. Strawberry and white chocolate. Yeah, white chocolate, strawberry, strawberry and white chocolate. cream. White chocolate, strawberry cream. Cream. Mm. Cream. cream, cream de la cream. It is in our uh, trademarked Warriors. That's right. Straight from Coney Island. Warriors. We are the Warriors. Come I was going, I was going the song. Sorry. And this shot is brought to us by Old Smokey. What's the uh, do the uh, radio guy? What's he say? The radio guy. It's a girl. A girl. She's yeah. Like, yeah, I hope you uh, warriors out there get across the town. I don't know. I can't remember any quotes. Like, I, I don't remember her. I just remember her deep. just like leaning it's in. It's really and just, deep. Was she's it? A, she's like the Carmen San Diego woman too. Like she does. She's the, got the, the fedora and trench coat on. Or? No, like she was the voice in that. Yeah. Anyway, where in like, the world is Carmen hey Sandiego. baby out there? All right. Well, can you dig it? Let's oh, yeah. do it. Cheers, everybody. Bill Browski. I'm dripping all over the... I know. I'm, you guys feel me leaking. way too up. <laughs> Little... Well, I always feel you way up, buddy. Try. <laughs> fill me up, oh, buttercup. Buttercup. That's creamy. Baby, don't let me down. So, <laughs> for those of you that don't know, I don't like beer. I can't stand it. I don't even like it looking at me. He doesn't like beards either, and it just clung to his I, face. It wasn't long ago that he didn't like alcohol at all, and now look at him. What? An alcoholic. Yes. I didn't drink at all. Proud of you. <clears> Proud of you, buddy. When we were in our 20s, and I wanted to grow out all the time, he didn't ever That's really weird. Like, I was the biggest alcoholic in yeah. my teens and 20s. But now we're in our 30s, and he wants what to What happened to me? Time. I just fell off. He's a late Fell boy. off, fell on the wagon. It's true. Late so morning. my story was I don't I'm not a big beer drinker. I'm not a little beer drinker. I don't like beer at all. So I look across the table at my dear friend Brent, who's replacing Trent tonight. <laughs> hey, how you who's doing? Still upstairs changing his pants. And I asked him for these one of these Bud Lights, but they're Bud Light Orange. Mm-hmm. And I would just like to say for the record, and I don't know why, but I don't mind these orange ones. They're good. But you know me, like I don't drink any kind of beer. You would like a blue moon with orange yeah. in it. Orangey but beer. It's a citrus like beer don't with don't taste like beer at all. I don't yeah, I think and they're definitely a light, light beer. Like I know Bud Light is light beer in general, but a few episodes from now he's gonna be like, Hey, hand me that Bud Light. 
nothing after it. Just Bud Light. <laughs> I got no, him to drink I'm just going to say, hand me that light, there. bud. <laughs> I got him to drink a Bud Light at uh, Boneyard a few weeks ago. He got me to drink a Bud Light at Boneyard in a way that... <laughs> so, I, have you heard the story? They had no. the tower. Oh, so I yes, got I there. The tower, yeah, yes. I got there, and um, they they already had the tower of beer, and I was I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll drink one for Thomas's birthday. It was a terrible decision because it took me like I don't what it was a damn near an hour for me to drink that one glass of beer. It was a long time, and I ended up having to order a separate drink. I got a pineapple upside down drink, and it comes in this like this like cocktail like this. This weird looking like pina colada glass, like fucking crawfish and shrimp out of it. Yeah, it's actually, but it was like a pina colada glass, and it just had like cherry on top and the straw. The only thing missing was the fucking umbrella. And I got this thing, and they were like, "Are you serious right now?" And I was just like, "Yeah, man." So I'm like drinking this disgusting beer and chasing it with this other delicious drink. Yeah, the thing was disgusting. I think that was Bud Light, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Bud Light. See, I can't drink that, but Bud Light Orange. No problem. I will say, no problem. I used to also hate beer to the point where I couldn't drink it. Now, I remember my uncle telling me once that beer is an acquired taste. It's not really something that you like to drink just right. because it's, you like it. It's just you drink it and then it but grows on you. And I'm like, that's, that's pretty true because I can drink it now. But that's like the it. thing. Everybody says that. They're like, beer's an acquired taste. Well, I don't want to acquire it. Yeah, I didn't think I did either. Now that's like me well. drinking my own urine and being like, well, it's an acquired taste. Uh, speaking of drinking Tell urine. Tell that to Bear Grylls. Speaking of drinking urine, I started off drinking natural ice when I was a teenager. Yeah, it's just disgusting. Horrible. Bottom of the barrel shit, which is why Bud Light is Don't just, say that about Natty Light. I'm saying Our that. future sponsor. They would sue you if they were rich enough to ha- hire a lawyer. <laughs> They're too busy sponsor. making a... Didn't they just make like an apple beer? I don't know, but I had a friend give me one a while back, and I was like, yeah, I used to mess with these back in the day. I can, I can handle one. I took like one sip out of it and I was like, nah, I'll take this back. Yeah. He fucks with him. No, thank you. I fucks with him. <laughs> anyway, always, have you I, ever had one? I'm the one. They're not good. A Natty Light? Probably. Yeah, yeah probably not. Or just a Natty Ice in general. Horrible. Not to be confused with Matty Ice. Hmm. You, want me bring, Ice? you want me to bring you one next time? Sure. Why not? I'm sure I've had one, but you I don't. You won't drink it. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I like it from what I remember, but. I don't drink. I don't think anybody likes it. But yeah, I've had that conversation with people a lot about the acquired taste thing. Like, it's an acquired taste. I'm like, or counter offer, I can just drink a a liqueur or anything that tastes good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good. Like, I don't know why. Drink a uh, what was it called? A tequila. Tequila. Shot of tequila. tequila. Yeah. Uh, Not to be confused with the tequila. So that's what I'm saying. Like, as men, I don't understand, like, why we're obligated to drink 5W30 or straight fucking kerosene. Like, I don't understand, like, why. I don't why. think we're obligated, but I think it's something see, that I you know. can sip on and see, enjoy anytime, and not anytime, get fucked Can I, go to can drink I jump something? in here? Because you guys have been dogging on beer for a long time now. I am the actual. Did you invent it? I said, no, I like, I like <laughs> beer now. I'm the actually only original real beer drinker in real the Real man. Real I'm man. I'm the only man here. I'm the man with the fucking plan. No, honestly, though, I don't know about the acquired taste. I don't think you acquire it. I think you just either have it or not because your taste buds go to certain ways or the other. You guys obviously like sweeter drinks. You like stuff that tastes Good. a little more sugary, stuff like that. I never was into the even those. I don't like Kool-Aid and shit like that. 
So I don't like that kind of drink. <laughs> Left in my fucking fridge. He it was. Jack He's drinking Jack Daniels. Says the man with, with red lips. Fries, fries, fries the sweetest Jack drink on this table. He literally the first drink he made us when we came here was whiskey sour. <laughs> it had syrup in it. Because well, I thought you guys would like it. That's one of my favorite. It was I'm not going to lie to you. I thought you guys were a bunch of beer snobs that didn't like beer. Hey, I think whiskey. Kind of felt you're like right. You were. I'll take I a whiskey sour. I'm not a big mixed drink guy. I think it sucks. I, you guys you drink said this whiskey stuff? sours are my favorite. That's what you said to me that day. Because it tastes more like whiskey than like a fruit drink. You guys get these fruit drinks, and they literally taste like kids' candy to me. I don't like that. I don't they like. Fuck you up. You don't like kids. You don't like Jolly <laughs> they Ranchers. They will fuck you up, but yeah, I don't like it. You don't I'm like this? Oh, Smoky. It's all right. You like the butter pecan better? <laughs> it's butter okay. Pecan's it's good. okay. Yeah. We're all friends. We're all friends. You guys bring these drinks down and you make them, and I'm like, oh, that's good. It <laughs> so let me get this good. straight. I couldn't fucking get drunk on one of those because I can't drink them that much. I don't like them that much. The like sugar, I could have one. The sugar does have an, an adverse effect, yes, if you have too many of them. Okay. At least for me. But, but you all had gonna, whiskey sours I could, before I, I got literally here? Drink, I'm jealous now. No, this is back drink when the we summer did, shandy uh, line and Kugel or. Well, that's know, what I'm saying. Are we going to act like that? IPA. Trend? This Those was back when we did with Psycho and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. They just don't taste like a fruity drink. They just don't taste as sweet, you mean? But yeah, you guys like mask the taste of alcohol with the fruit and the, the sugary taste. Yes, because don't the like taste that. of alcohol, no good. I just don't agree with the acquired so taste. So what's your, po- what's, your, what's your whole end game to this then? If you don't enjoy it besides just drinking a fruity drink, why don't you just drink a fruity drink? Why do you have to have alcohol whatsoever? Well, because you still get the effect of getting get the buzz. Drunk. Why do you need that? What? That's the good stuff. Why wouldn't? Why would you need what? it regardless? I'm. I'm. My question, what? legitimately, is why would you mask that to get drunk? Is that what it is? That your end game is to get what? drunk? But I we mean, like, in that your end game mm. when you're drinking a beer, I though? like the taste of fucking beer. That's my. Just ask it. <laughs> It That's what you, I'm saying. You're it saying makes you so a, angry, means. You're saying it's acquired taste. I don't think it's an acquired taste. I just liked it, it from Yell the at very him. first. Hey, Your boy we can it. drink strawberry milk, or we can drink strawberry milk that gets us drunk. <laughs> right? But I do you don't. like the taste because you acquired it? <laughs> no, he was saying, he was I, saying baby, I was I born this way. It because <laughs> I bought it. I procured it. I'm just saying you you're saying that you drink beer just to drink beer like you would like water or sweet tea. If if I go out drinking with my buddies, I will drink a few beers because I like the taste. I never usually get drunk. You guys know me. I, I don't get drunk that. that often. We went out once with you and you got pretty drunk. Yeah. Like when we go out for burgers. It was a fun time. I don't try to get drunk, but I like to drink time. beer while I'm we're not there. against getting drunk at all. It's just that's not my end game. If if I want something good to drink, liquid gold, I'll say that different so it doesn't sound gay. Gold Schlager. <laughs> gold Schlager. <laughs> no. Uh, Diet Mountain Dew. I'll drink that all night long, and I don't get drunk. I love the taste of it. However. You don't get drunk off Diet Mountain I throw a little alcohol in there, and it ruins it. I guess my whole point no, was, no. like, if I'm drinking to get drunk, which I guess is usually the end game for most people, not means... I like have to enjoy what I'm drinking. If I feel like I gotta like yeah. power through it to get to that, I feel like like 
it's just see that's what I'm saying. Like I think the, the experience. I, get what I agree saying, with man. you though. I think the acquired taste is yeah. a bullshit cop out, and I'll agree with you. I yeah. think you're never gonna like beer because right. you know, your taste buds aren't made. But for that's beer. what I'm saying. Like I get shit on so much, not necessarily by you guys. But anytime I'm out, somebody's like, "You gonna drink that pussy drink?" I'm like, "This you're." Over. I don't think it's a manly thing be- to drink beer either. Because it's that stupid. That's beer. what I'm saying. Like beer is what that's. Like normal beers like five, four or five percent is it five yeah most of them are five percent five to twelve depends on the beer yeah but you i'm talking get like bud light beers. bud light's like five percent alcohol yeah and those reds ales do you guys know how much they are eight maybe ten they're i'm pretty sure they're five but that's what i'm saying it has the same amount of alcohol as a bud light but then i get it called tastes better pussy drink i'm like why is it but it has the same amount of alcohol what if I drink like the Reds Wicked Ales? That mm-hmm. has eight percent alcohol and like a sixteen to twenty four ounce can. Well, see, I don't, even, I don't see why somebody would make fun of you for drinking a cider anyway, because it's like literally the same essence of a yeah, process. How they sweeter. process it, yeah, it just, just tastes weird. I don't difference. know why you would listen to those people. No I don't. Should. I continue to drink Sex on especially the Beach and Pineapple Upside Down. Especially case. if they're no not I don't mind. Mind. I don't Fuck mind a flavorful think. shot every now and then, like yeah. we do. I, I could not sit there and get drunk on that shit. See, I like a flavorful shot, but it's weird because like I could drink a whole twelve pack of Bud Light. <laughs> this is more than I could drink a this whole six pack. <laughs> I like a flavor shot. I like the golden shower. No, the golden <laughs> shot. <laughs> I think he said golden shower. <laughs> well, either way, they go together, hand he, in hand. He likes the golden shower along with his liquid gold hair. that he drinks. Uh, this whole topic just puts me into a frenzy. I tell you, <laughs> frenzy, Trent. Huh? I'm glad you brought that up. What? The movie we're reviewing tonight huh? is called Frenzy. No, I no, swear my God. I what? swear to you. What? Let's dive into it. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Frenzy and the story that kind of inspired this movie very loosely. Hitchcock uh, wanted um, wanted them to write. That was good. Thank you. It was good. He wanted them to kind of write something uh, based on John Reginald Halliday Christie. Are you guys familiar with the serial killer John Christie? Yeah, no, I am. No. Not real familiar, but at least I know who you're talking about. Okay. All right. I'm going to dive right into this then. John Reginald Christie. Yeah, what is happening over there? Is that the 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 kill cam? (laughs) Yeah. Kill cam. Was born April 8th, 1889 in Yorkshire, England. 1889. That was about 132 years ago. <clears throat> Thank you, Trent. <laughs> Trent with the math. I was born in 1989, so it's a little easy for me to slap 100 years on Yeah, there. you were born in 1989. You party like it's 1999. That's a good Prince song, guys. Is it my favorite? Is that your favorite? Though? Top five, Corvette, little red Corvette. Maybe little, we'll little get Trent's answer by the end Wind of the episode. That's a great song. That's probably my favorite. I'll go with that. Maybe now. I'm just like my mother. <laughs> I won't so, Christy was born the sixth of a family of seven chitlins. You like these big families, don't you? I don't like them. But did, your last so, story had a big family. I just that wasn't my story. That was Wells' story. Oh yeah. Actually, Continue. no. I think mine might have too. Like I think. uh the past few technically had large families. Do you think this plays into the serial killer lore, so to say? I definitely do. It definitely mm. seems like a running theme for sure. Well, and then of course, seems like they should be a little more Catholic and use some uh, abstinence. 
<laughs> right here and there. Yeah, every back other, then, every other kid. Back then, Catholic family's pretty some, big, though. If your uh, stick figure family has too many stick figures on it, you should probably try some butt stuff. Ooh. I'm not sure what just happened. <laughs> butt stuff. <laughs> we got butt stuff on the podcast. Does Ian just have all these sayings just like locked away and just ready? I like, do. I do. You never know when you just might unlock one. We're going to invest in those arms that you're talking about. You already hit it twice. Me? You just hit it again. Did I? I didn't think you did. I've Peace. been like this the whole you time. I'm not even like. Uh, we'll rewind at 29 minutes. Means is drunk. I definitely heard something. Whatever. I'm not drinking those. It's probably high him. He's the notorious microphone. microphone you hitter. just fucking hit it. Means. I told him we're going to invest in one of those like boom arms that you attach to the table. Yeah. I hit the table. I don't hit the mic. You fucking. It's the same sound though, isn't it? Yeah. Table and mic. I'm not going to do it, but yes. Test it. But yeah, I have noticed this too that uh, that there's a theme. There's always like an overabundance of children. Which what I was going to say is back in the 18 early 1900s, that wasn't uncommon to have a very large family like that. They didn't have no pullout game back then. No. Like, like seriously, isn't that what the women folk were expected to do back then? Bear children, be home takers, and yeah, have children. Bear human children. Trent, Those childbearing hips. How, what what number was he? Did you say he was six out of seven? Out of seven. So he was an afterthought. His parents didn't love him. Uh, yeah, he was one of the. Last. Could you love a sixth child? At that point, not as much a as a fifth. <laughs> I'm just saying. That yep. Makes sense. <clears throat> so he didn't get along with his father Ernest. He wasn't er- that was his name, Ernie. He didn't get along with his father Ernest due to the fact that he was an uncommunicative man who displayed little emotions. <laughs> Toward his children and would punish them for trivial offenses. That's obviously another characteristic of these serial killers, right? Abusive mother or father. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Who was the abusive mother in the story you told? Was it Ed Gein? His mother. Yeah, she wasn't abusive. Well, she was, but like she was like him and his ver- brother like were psychologically, like, abusive, yeah, psychologically though. abusive. Yeah, which still is, I mean. Apparently plays just as much into oh, it yeah. as like being beat. Trent, can I also, beat you for uh, a little bit? If you're well, talking about uh, abusive mothers, you know, shout out to Gertrude Banazuski. Talking about Gertie? No, we will not shout you're gonna out. You're going to shout out to that shout bitch? Out to her? Yeah, Why? fuck that bitch. <clears throat> shout at her or shout yeah, out fuck to Fuck that bitch. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> the, the fuck that bitch was my shout out to her. Okay. Fair enough. Now, Chris, that works. Christy's. Christie's grandfather dies at age 75 in the house after an illness. In the house. Christie later said seeing his grandfather's body laid out on a table gave him a feeling of power and well-being. A man he once feared, now only a corpse. Did he die on a table? Well, they put his carcass on a table at one point. Whether he died on it or he was thrown on it. (laughs) Hey, kids, get your grandpa and throw him on the table. (laughs) Oh, but Dad, gee, I don't want to get him on the table. I guess that was to wait for the coroner to get there, hmm. or the horse and Bucky. They just throw him in a the cart trailer. Dead, bring out dead. dead. I'm not dead. Close enough. Christy was actually a very smart man with an IQ of 128, <laughs> and he was a Boy Scout. Hmm. That's right. After leaving school, Christy we took blow. a we blow. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Why do you look at me like that? We or you? Just <laughs> say speak for yourself, buddy. We below. You boys got to know what's up. <laughs> oh, they're called Weeblows. I was like the advanced boys scouts are called Weeblows. I wasn't catching it. At that first. was the that was the. I was joke. like, he's he's Forget so it. like proud. Every time I look over, he's looking. He's going Weeblow. <laughs> like, why is he looking at me Sometimes like that? Sometimes my jokes don't hit. I'm just saying. I'm <laughs> no, just it's saying. Not, it wasn't the joke. It was the fact that we didn't know that they were called <clears> that. It's all good, buddy. You, you know it now, though, right? You kind of hit. So in six weeks from now, if you say Weeblow, I'm gonna laugh. <laughs> Because I'm going to get it. I'll have to recycle that joke in six weeks. Please do. <laughs> Just work it in. Weeblo. You're such a weeblo. Do my salute. You mere subjective, so as long as you think it's funny, it's all good, buddy. That wasn't encouraging at all, was it? I know, right? <laughs> you were subjective. So even though we don't think you're funny. Yeah. Somebody out there. Somebody's laughing. In my head. It, it could was, just be yourself. There's a Cub Scout leader out there in Park, Park Illinois. She's He's laughing at you. laughing at you right now. So after after leaving school, Christy took a job as a projectionist. I think we've all had that job once or twice in our lifetime. Sure, yeah. It's true. Uh, I've projected maybe, a few things. Maybe <laughs> not projectile vomiting. <laughs> Even though I know that's not what you meant. <laughs> Darren, did you ever do projectionist work? Did you ever? <laughs> I never worked in a theater. Ah. I worked at uh, video rental places like three times. Three different. Oh, ones. so you were like, uh, you were like the boys from Clerks. I definitely was fucking Randall. <laughs> you were fucking I, Randall. I was, <laughs> I was fucking a guy named Randall. No, I was I was Randall from Clerks. He he wasn't kind. He did not rewind. <laughs> he never got to experience the stress of moving giant film reels and hoping you didn't drop it. No God. No. Oh I got, God. I got the yeah, joys of the putting the tabs back in the porn section every night. Yeah. Ooh, I got the what back in the porn section? The tabs. The little the tabs little, that you get yeah, off. Yeah, like it uh Wait, yeah, where am I going with this? Yeah, video the tabs yeah. that you get off. I actually remember the tabs, the little like yeah. circular thing because you take it up to the number on them. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I worked that's how it was. What a weird system. No, it wasn't. It was beautiful. Well, they didn't want you, back then. They were afraid of people stealing the tapes, so they wouldn't put them behind. So they just yeah. put the tabs on. Trying to just shoving you know two copies e- of. You know how easy it would be to mix up tabs though, just to be a dick, and then like you think you're getting like this hot ass porn, and then it's just like never ending. Are you story saying or hot something? ass porn or hot <laughs> ass porn? That's hot ass porn six. Thank you. <laughs> you talking about butthole bandits while you made? <laughs> you know it. Wide oh, open space. This is Silly Slot 7. That's <laughs> not what I want. I've seen this already. <laughs> Where's part nine? Now, it's funny because Trent also worked in a video store at one point. Oh, yeah. He also had a porn section. He did. He worked yep. at that horrible yep. family video. And it liked hey. to let you know about it, too. When you went back oh in that Oh, my God. Did you ever go back in that room? The creaky fucking that Western creaky fucking door, saloon, that saloon doors door. Yeah. That just, as soon as, like, no matter how gently you push it on it, just... <laughs> and, and what's funny is if you worked there, I guarantee you watched the fucking creeps that went back there, and it was all planned oh, yeah. out. They were like, whistling to themselves in each aisle, and then they go to the kitty section, here. like, oh, what am I going to get for my kids? And all of a sudden you hear, I didn't even know that room was back there for the longest time until one night when Trent told me about it. What? What? Yeah. No. He was like, man, they got all the good stuff back there. Go check it out. I was like, all right, bro, you talked me into so it. I don't remember this. It's, but... it's funny because <laughs> me, Wells, and a few other, like two other of our friends, we're out doing something. We stopped by the video store, and 
and we were literally talking. They were talking about, I don't even know why you would rent porn from a place like this. You get it free on the internet. You could just download it. You could stream it. You could do whatever you want. You ain't got to pay for it. Why would you go in there? So we go in there and we're looking around and I notice one of our friends is gone. Can't find him anywhere. And I go back to that room and of course I gently try to open the door and it's just like, pervert! As <laughs> it opens. Pervert. So I was like, fuck, man. Somebody needs to WD-40 this door. No, They specifically <clears throat> said not to. So, not with what you were trying to <laughs> grease it with. So I walk back there and there stands my friend who will remain nameless, Zach. And uh, he's standing back there. And he's holding two DVDs in his hand. And when I turned the corner, I was like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, man, you know, they got, it's like two for $15. You can buy these. I was like, weren't you just talking about how they were free? He's like, these are whole movies. I was like, how did you get how the fuck did you get back here? He's like, I walked to the door. I was like, bullshit. That door is so loud. You crawled you under it. Under the you crawled under the door. <laughs> did you ever get like people that were like, can I have the key to the restroom? And they were really going to the porn. Because that's what they were doing. They weren't really using the restroom. You had to have a key to the porn room where you worked at? No, the bathroom. So they bathroom. had a bathroom that was right beside that door every oh, time. Okay. He said, "What if they were like? Can I have a key to the bathroom? I really gotta go." And, and then they were they disappeared. The you just hear uh, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't nothing. <laughs> Sorry, I bumped it on the way. <laughs> I, bump, I bumped it. Yeah. There was a breeze that Whoops. blew through here. Whoops! So there's a bird loose in here. <laughs> Squawk! Now that most people were just pretty casual about it, like they'd have like a big stack of movies they'd rent and be like fucking like family movies or the new releases, right the and like a couple porn slid in there too. It's like it's, oh, okay. it's, it's but, literally like people that want to buy alcohol or cigarettes. I want this gum and some beef jerky <laughs> and the rolling papers and carton of cigarettes. I'd call them out. Oh, you watching wide open spaces tonight, huh? Nice. <laughs> Shut up, man. Weren't there literally like, I heard a story from somebody I knew that worked there that wasn't Trent that said that people would come in there with their families mm-hmm. and would put like a bunch of like DVDs up there and be like, yeah, I want to rent these. And they still like had porn out for rent and they didn't want to say anything in front of their families. But it's just like, um, sir, <laughs> Backdoor Bandons Volume 12 is still in your repertoire. You have to return that before. Yeah, it's it's awkward for sure. Daddy, why can't we, why can't we rent Frozen? Because your daddy's account is frozen. That's why. <laughs> so Christy didn't have a lot of friends and was often bullied by the other kids due to the fact that he kept to himself a lot and he just wasn't very popular. <laughs> Poor Christy. I know. I know. Being popular is overrated. Don't worry. Is this your way of casually telling us you don't have any friends? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you are my friends. I guess not. Oh, buddy. You we think are you know friends. some people. We are your friends. And then you find out. So he wasn't very popular with the ladies. Talk about Christy, not well. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> he wasn't very popular with the ladies, That's only strange. having sexual encounters with prostitutes. I don't know. It seems like he'd be pretty popular, right? No. no? Look at the picture of him. He's not popular at all. Yeah, he's a, oh, my God. He looks like um, Frankenstein. <laughs> Yeah, he's. Why would you insult Frankenstein like I that? I can't imagine him. He looks like the dad off of that '70s show a little bit. Oh, a red Foreman, red. You don't be doing that to Kurtwood Smith like that. Well, fucking tell me he doesn't look like him. He does from over here. Maybe a little bit. Uh, a little there? bit. Are those hands around him. What is what is around him? Flowers and leaves. Oh, he looks like he's about to stick a foot in your ass. Or what does he say? What's he saying? That's that's pretty much it in all of its different forms. 
Yeah. He says his favorite one of mine is the toes you step on today could lead to the foot in your ass tomorrow. <laughs> Words of wisdom. So you're going to watch that 90s show? Oh, yeah. Did you guys ever watch that 80s show? Didn't it fail miserably? Yeah, it definitely failed Yeah, but miserably. the 90s show is actually supposed to have Look at that 70s. corn. Oh, my God. Is that corn back there? Yeah. It's really scary looking. Yeah, that really 80s creepy. show failed because they tried to have a whole new cast. You're telling me that that man isn't popular Sexy. with the ladies? I can't imagine. Cannot imagine him not being <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, now he is doesn't. That, is that the Zodiac Killer? It should be. Now he doesn't look like Kurtwood Smith at all. <laughs> That's definitely not him. <laughs> Close. We'll post these pictures. In September of 1916, during the First World War, Christy enlisted in the British Army. He wasn't British. He just enlisted in that army. Oh, that's so yeah. odd. Yeah. Mm. No, nah, he wasn't. Bit odd, isn't it? Isn't it? He was called up on the 12th of April, 1917, to join the 52nd Nottinghamshire and Derbyshire Regiment to serve as an infantryman. <laughs> infantryman. Not to be confused with the seaman. He was mm. not a seaman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can see that. In 1918, the regiment was dispatched to France, where Christie was seconded to the Duke of Wellington's Regiment as a signalman. Are you guys familiar with what a signalman is? Do they signal things? <laughs> yeah, they make signals. Kind of. So they they, gang signs? they communicate between the front blood, lines. Blood. <laughs> you guys. Bird gang, homie. Oh my God, clap <laughs> So a signalman was basically somebody who would communicate like with the front lines during mm-hmm. the war back to like base and gotcha. ask for like you know yeah. Instructions, Supplies, commands, what they whatever they need. Like, do we go forward? Do we do we push? Do we retreat? What do he we do? He's like the Paul Revere of his day. Yeah. It, yes. He he didn't get many ladies though because they he just kept giving mixed signals. Right? Mixed signalmans. <laughs> stupid. So during I was trying to power through it, I was just going to try to save you with silence. Uh, during the following June, he was injured in a mustard gas attack and spent a month in a military hospital and. Calias, give me one second. Mustard let me gas. let me get through this part and and then I'm gonna, yeah I want to yeah, get we'll, back. We'll stop gas. interrupting. Sorry. No 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 means. no no. We're fine. Means. We're fine. I'm gonna pause again you here. Fucking in a interrupted you a while ago. <laughs> yeah, Trent. Like Shut up. Who's, Shut up. Who's Trent? I only know Brent. Brent. Yeah. The fucking That's mustard better. gas. You right now. <laughs> so let me get through this ass. part and then we're gonna go back to mustard gas. Astrid mask you. <laughs> Christy claimed this attack left him permanently unable to. Just caught what you said. Christie claimed this attack left him permanently unable to speak loudly. Later in life, he also claimed the attack had rendered him blind and mute for three and a half years. Now, mustard gas is not going to make you mute. Exactly. Come on, it could make you blind. What if he was screaming so much that it made him mute? What? What? <laughs> uh huh, exactly. His period of muteness about it. was, he claimed, the reason for his inability to talk much louder than a whisper for the rest of his life. Well, that's what mute would be. I thought mute couldn't talk. That period. can legitimately be from screaming too much. We'll get into it here in a second. Actually, we're going to get into it now. So, mustard gas. Does anybody know the effects that mustard gas have on have on a man? I read it once, but I don't remember. So, essentially, it's just sulfur. 
right? Mm-hmm. And once it comes into contact with your skin, um, I'm looking to make sure I don't lose my place. I didn't write what mustard gas does down. It's all up here, baby. Uh, Coming from knowledge. When it, when it touches your skin, it leaves like basically blisters and boils. They've had to mustard gas Ian at the bars a few times. That's right. Get out. And I've, I've formed an immunity to it. I just walked <laughs> through it like the Terminator. That was just them just fart, to go to grab another and then putting mustard on his face. <laughs> mustard, mustard gas. gas. <laughs> right it's mustard gassing again. So that's why they're saying that uh, it would cause blindness. And the mute part comes from the fact that once it gets into your lungs mm-hmm. and your your um, esophagus, the mucus, larynx, the membrane. The mucous membrane. Trachea. <laughs> God, well, we're just going to say all the above. Because <laughs> when it gets in there, they say it like clogs that, which is why he struggles to speak. All right. The blindness sounds like horseshit. I don't know. And I think like even later why? somebody called him out on it because it doesn't have that. It doesn't have that effect. So is there a record if he actually he actually got mustard gas or you, no, people think he's making it up? No, like, like there was one guy, and I didn't write this down, but there was one guy in particular that was just like, no, like he's he's full of shit. Because I don't think like anybody else from like his regiment had had reported this. So you're telling me like this guy walks in, they're just like, get that guy, and they fucking mustard gas. So they throw <laughs> yeah. that in there for one guy. Um, or however they did it, you know, I, I don't know. I just, it sounded like for like typing in shorthand. Yeah. It's like, fuck that wouldn't guy wouldn't even war. So I, I don't know. So the fact that like he was not able to speak loudly, I can see that like being an effect of mustard gas, but also like, like, like I said, like he would have blisters and I'm not talking like, Oh God, I got a scab. Like, I'm talking some serious fucking blistering. We'll discard him. Exactly. So even if they were to heal, they're never fully going to heal, right? And you're thinking like arms and everything. And even even if they are wearing, you know, full like fatigue and everything, and even if he's got sleeves, that stuff's going to get down in there unless it's what duct tape down to your wrist, right? We all, we've all been mustard gassed, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he was discharged from the army around 1920-ish. Um, he married Ethel Simpson. Hmm. Good old Ethel. Oh, <laughs> there it is. She Had wasn't. She bad. wasn't Diesel. She was. She, was she wasn't unleaded. <laughs> that bitch was Ethel. So Christy had gotten into several criminal. <laughs> offen- she had that tattooed on her ass. <laughs> that bitch is Ethel. He had several. Put Ethel in this bitch. <laughs> hey, where my where my girl Ethel at? Get in here, girl. Chrissy had gotten into some <laughs> into some criminal mischief, which began when he was working as a postman in January of 1921 in Halifax. That's what they do, postman. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say all postmen are criminals. Now check wait. your buddy Derek. Now wait, check you're about to hear why. Twice, yeah. You're about to hear why. And his first conviction was for stealing postal orders. <laughs> Postal what? Postal orders. orders? Like packages? Yep. Oh. Anything. Mail. Mail. Packages. Any kind of mail, basically. So he's looking for money. Just or... going along his route. This is mine. I'll take this. This is also Yoink. mine. York. So it's, 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 like, it's like that mailman from the GC Better Off Dead with John Cusack. He's like going, all of it's falling out. He's like, uh, porn. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. He was stealing postal orders, 
And on February the 20th and the through the 26th of March, uh, for which he received three months imprisonment on April 12th, 1921. Now, you guys know stealing and opening people's mail is a federal offense. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know all too well. Do you? You've been caught <laughs> for it? I do. I you did, actually, time? when I was 12. What? You, Tell that story. Should I? Really? Yeah. You've done your time. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so 12 years old, bored kid, summertime. Me and my friend, she'll remain, she'll remain nameless. We were just bored kids, and we found this check in the mail. And Tell me why. Went and cashed it. and Yes. Tell me why a bank. <laughs> had the best day of your lives. Let like a 12-year-old girl. Tell just, me why. Ain't nothing. Oh, I was the only one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're the only Super one. Super awkward. Definitely. Yeah. Tell me why this bank let a 12-year-old girl cash Tell me why. And then. I want to know how you guys. Have you never seen check. the movie Blank Check? I mean, it and happens all the time. Then tell me how this bank doesn't get in trouble for letting this 12-year-old girl cash this check. It was a $50 check. But how did you. How did you know that? Because you, we were going through people's mail. Oh, you were opening it. Yeah. <laughs> so it didn't just come randomly to your no, house on accident. Absolutely not. You're a little wow. miscreant. That's what you are. Yeah. We were bored. Going around, dipping <laughs> in different hallways. Yeah. It was Young thug. <laughs> yeah. Was I'll be honest with you. Uh, I never stole anything past a pack of gum, you little shit. Hey, that's just as bad. <laughs> You are the reason for inflation in the grocery store. True, true. Actually, in the state the of Indiana, like in fifty cents is like a serious felony. So, it may not, it may not be anymore. Mm. Change that. <laughs> we used to, we used to bash mailboxes. Do you guys do that? Actually, mailbox yes. baseball. Uh-uh. That's a federal offense. I did that. I actually did that to your mailbox state. I ran into it on the way up. <laughs> See, <laughs> I I you guys it. are all. I, I replaced that mailbox like three times since I've lived here. Probably the most criminal person is the quietest person right now. That's I'm you. the guy that's had the mailbox ran into. Some guy ran into our mailbox. I told like you a I couple months sorry. ago. I was drunk and then just left. Usually, do my best driving. He's the guy that sees little old women in a post office and they don't have enough stamps so he goes and buys them a stamp licks it and puts it on for them and says have a nice day man that's trent oh trent's a good guy no i'm usually trent. the guy getting pissed because i'm waiting in line <laughs> and taking forever the little woman's <laughs> licking let's all her fucking stamps. go lick them on your own time sister <laughs> she's licking them and putting them on all nice and neat he's like hurry up yeah that's me shaking with rage so you're telling me the little old ladies are in the bank licking it up Lick it up. Don't want to wait for you to lick that mm. letter. Whoa. You guys are killing me tonight. We're usually usually in sync. Baby, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. All right. Back to Christy, my only friend. He committed. <laughs> he received imprisonment on the 12th of April, 1921. Now, the murders. The murders occur over a 10-year period between 43 and 53. That's 1943 and 1953, Trent. I know you, you're, a, you're the numbers guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The first was the first, first, the first the was first. Ruth First. Mike Tyson. Over well, what are the odds? <laughs> now, I don't know if that's actually how her name is pronounced. It's F-U-E-R-S-T, so it could be Fuerst. First. I think it's first. If you ain't first, and I you're think last. I think he saw this woman and he's like, first. She'd be a great first kill. <laughs> oh, my God. 
I mean, <laughs> it's, it's right there. Now, Ruth was a, a Ruth was an Australian sex worker. Christy claimed to have met first when she was getting new clients in a snack bar in Landbroke Grove. That's right, the snack bar. She was looking for a snack. <laughs> Is that her stage name? Snack bar. So Ruthie snack bar first. <laughs> Coming to the stage. <clears throat> So according to his own statements, on the 24th of August, 1943, he invited first, he first invited first, to his home to engage in sex. His wife was out visiting relatives at the time. Don't worry, his wife wasn't home, Trent. Oh, okay. Yeah, afterward, (laughs) Christy impulsively strangled her on his bed with a length of rope. I don't know the length. I know that's what you're... Damn it, we need these details. No necktie is what you're saying. No necktie. Wait. What about no contract? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm sorry. TNT. What about uh, on his bed with a length of rope? He initially showed he initially stowed first body beneath the. Hold on, I botched that badly. He initially stowed first body between the floorboards of the living room, and then he buried her in the back garden the following evening. This isn't going to work for me. You're going to need to go outside. So then he takes a new job at a radio factory where he met Muriel Edie. Now, I don't know what the fuck a radio factory is. Where they make radios, probably. That'd be the assumption, but is that too on the nose? Or I would say because radio was popular back then. There was no television, so it would have radio been radio. Was very, radio was popular until video killed the radio star. That's true. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Radio. So he guy made guy. radios. That's what you're saying. He's a radio dude. So all we hear is radio goo goo. Mm-hmm. Radio, radio guy. Damn mm-hmm. right. Don't forget it. But yeah, that's my assumption too, because I mean radio factory seems, like I said, really on the nose. He did it again, big. didn't he? Those are my eardrums, sir. Yeah. I mean, I'm not taking <laughs> heat for this this week. I've we saw really, you do it. We saw I've you. I've been really diligent about not touching anything. Including myself. Hey, you're you? doing a good job, buddy. Explain why that table keeps moving up and down over there. Quinch, quinch. <laughs> why does it make that noise? <laughs> it's like a, a fucking washer dryer. He's got one. Goosh, Never goosh, mind, I'm not going to speak goosh, goosh. On October 7th of 1944, he invited Muriel back to his flap with the promise. Something. To his flat? To his flaps. No, he invited her flaps, flaps back to his flat. <laughs> I was like, wait, you didn't say that. Yeah. yeah he invited her, her flaps. He was like, hey, baby, me, you, my flat, those beef curtains, come on. <laughs> mm. With the promise that he had that concocted a special mixture that could cure her bronchitis. Spoiler Trent. It's not a cure for bronchitis. Mm. Is this the old Bill Cosby cure for bronchitis? Yeah. <laughs> you see, because when the bronchial tubes are getting caught. Was death the cure? He told <laughs> he told Edie to inhale the mixture with a tube inserted <laughs> in the jar from the top. Is that what he told her? Yeah. So he, I guess, like she trusted him. Inhale to, this tube. Inhale this tube, Could baby. They not go to the fucking grocery store or a pharmacy. No, no. This no, bitch no. is crazy. Well, here's the thing. Here, the mixture this. was, in fact, Friar's balsam. You guys familiar with that? It's discontinued now. 
But it was like a powder that you would like in Friars ball sack. Ball sack. <laughs> I thought he's balsam. Okay, I don't see Friar how you guys tuck, got Friar Tuck's ball sack. I don't That's see how you Robin got mm. up the anus. He did not tuck either. He did not you tuck got, it. I don't, tucked mm. it somewhere. Alcohol. Mostly. What? Is that like witch you hazel? You said you don't see how Friar's you got ball sack? Out of mm. Put it on I your face. Alcohol alcohol it's gotta be it. <laughs> what is that noise? What the hell What was that? that? <laughs> don't you worry about it. It's like a... <laughs> We're gonna let Ian finish this story eventually. Are we? People that are lost gonna be at finished. this point. Yeah, they are. We're All right. The mixture was sauce. in fact Friars Balsam. Balsam. Would that be better for you? Bal- balsam. balsam. Yes, uh, balsam. It is a pungent solution of benzoin resin and ethanol. Like I said, it was. Quite popular. You could literally go to the drugstore, pick it up. It was a little container that had like powder and so he so he killed Ethel and squeezed the juices out of her? No, not yet. Ethanol? Oh, oh my god. The juice is loose. <laughs> what is pretty- happening tonight? <laughs> We're all trying you to You guys are jokes, too fucking soft. <laughs> yeah. Well yeah, it's unanimous. Well, it makes it. sense because we just it, we're talking about a movie. Well, we're going to talk about a movie that has a lot of bad jokes. This is Wells' way of saying he didn't like the movie. All right, that's we're not it. what I'm saying. Not yet. Which <laughs> not yet. <laughs> which Christy used to disguise the smell of domestic gas. Domestic gas. So essentially, what would happen is like Edie was like she would sit there and she was like breathing the mixture from that tube. And, like, behind her back, and I'm still not exactly sure how this story is depicting this. Because, like, they're saying, like, her back was turned, right? Mm-hmm. And Christy inserted a second tube into the jar connected to a gas tap. How long is this fucking tube? So she's sitting there doing this, and this tube just comes, like, sneaking around. And But how did she not see it? I will take my straw from over here, and it will go into your milkshake, and I will fuck up your milkshake. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like, this story to me still doesn't make sense. Like, even if she has her back to him, it's like a long, it's got to be a long fucking tube like and it would she have to be, to be back this shit way. anyway like she's and like and if you're inhaling this thing why wouldn't you be looking at it why wouldn't it be in front of you why are you looking this way when it's sitting behind you and he's just like <laughs> you trust some dude and go to his house to get a cure for bronchitis that doesn't even make that sense. you barely know yeah yeah so and again i i made that up i don't know if she barely knew him i don't know how long they knew each other at that point so as she continued to breathe she inhaled this domestic gas which soon rendered her unconscious um, domestic gas during this time in the 1940s was uh, was coal gas, which was carbon monoxide and um, some other stuff. It was 15% carbon monoxide, so you can only imagine. So after it's this... like a really bad Dutch oven. Well, this is about to get really bad. Afterwards, Chrissy raped and strangled her before... Um, nope, that's it. <laughs> he raped and strangled her and um, buried her next to first... First. First. His first. His, yeah, first. his first. Now. I swear for a second there, I thought you said he raped her and strangled her and then married her. He married her. <laughs> Love you, girl. She'll say yes. Now, now. there are a 
string of murders. There are more. This is a 10-year span. I'm not going to tell you every story because uh, we're like an hour in almost already. And uh, I just simply stopped researching at that point because, like I said, I wanted to give you the background on the inspiration, which was Christy, mm-hmm. for this movie. But mm-hmm. as Means pointed out, we've got more movies that involve Christy. So he could pop back up again one night. Not like here. He's not going to fucking pop up. Oh, God. I'm I'm wanting to say we could uh, bring it back up, just like we're doing with other films. Yes. Yes. Agreed. I'm I'm down. that's cool. Yeah. Do you have an example of maybe a movie that... Uh, Tim Roth played in a movie called Ten Rillington Place, which is about Christy. Okay, I didn't know that. And he was... He lived in Rillington Place, right? Yes, it was oh. a street. So we can we can talk about that maybe because that goes into more graphic detail than the movie you're talking about. Yeah, because like I said, was Not that graphic? Detail, was that more detail of the actual true? Was murders. that directly based on him? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Well, okay. So Hitchcock loosely based this on uh, on that story, and you can see why because it's it's pretty brutal and it's apparently a very popular story amongst like serial killers what's well, not amongst serial killers but about serial killers they have um, their trading cards out yes hey, <laughs> i think you had it right the first time no it's popular amongst serial killers. sadly right. they do have serial killer trading cards just yes mm-hmm. didn't yeah. they have How that in uh, adam's family i don't do you know they have missing persons trading cards yeah. too well that's that's purposely though. yeah so people when they're playing cards could actually think about those people and possibly yeah. find them. I've only seen one person on the trading card that I knew. Wait, what? Did you report them? You saw them? Everybody knows about he it. Didn't it's Molly rep- I was going to say, he didn't report uh, them. You said that like you saw her after you were like, I said hey. on the trading card, man. But you said it like you saw her and then you knew her and like you saw her out in the wild. <laughs> he thought you were saying that you saw her in person. I was like, wait she a was, minute. She was one of the victim's ears or something. What? <laughs> I'm with you now, but You're the way you phrased gun. it, it sounded yeah. like uh, I only saw one person saying, that I saw. Before on a you card. revealed who you were talking about, as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we are that, not we fucking on it tonight. Mm. We are not on it. We are on it, buddy. We're, we're just not. in a frenzy, man. <laughs> yeah, we're in a frenzy. Trent, huh? Frenzy? What? That's actually the movie I'm segueing into. <laughs> so Alfred Hugecock. <laughs> wow, oh, Hugecock. I I want to get in on the bad jokes. <laughs> So old Hitchcock. That's the porn oh, version. Huge, huge not uh, frisky. Hitch, Hitchcock had a, a frenzy gets back on track. Frenzy, frenzy. Trent, that's the movie. Hitchcock had a uh, had a long run of being like the shock, like horror master, right? Or master of suspense. Master of suspense. Mm-hmm. All right, so. You know, you've got movies like The Birds, Psycho, Vertigo, some other movies. 39 Steps. Uh, and then, like, he starts to... Rear Window. Rear, rear window. window. Another, another... John <clears throat> rear Entry. Oh, that's... Another porn, Stewart porn movie. Version. Yeah. <laughs> another... Rear Window. Jimmy window. Stewart movie. So, well, gosh, guys... Oh, 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 it seems like that's a minute. I want to live again. I'm going to look out the window and take a picture of her. Oh, I'll be a damn if I thought the neighbors are doing something weird over there. 
So, oh shucks. No, oh, gee. Can I lessle the moon and bring it down for you? Oh, I'll grab the moon for you. I don't know what's going on right now. Do you know who Jimmy Stewart is? James Stewart? Do you think he grew up watching Jimmy Stewart? Not really. His no. uncle was... Didn't your Uncle Terry watch like old westerns and stuff? Nah. Unless you count Walker, Texas Stranger. No. no. <laughs> My God. We do not count that. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. Then he started to have like a string of like what was considered I did always love movies. the movie Tombstone though, even when I was a kid. When I said old westerns, older than that, yeah, I'm at like 50 or 60s. That's from the 90s. You watch your mouth. I was in college. Which, by the way, that's a great movie. I hate to tell you this, but the 90s is now considered old. I don't care that it was 30 years ago, it's not old. Anyway, what you say? Denial is not just a risk. I'm I'm so frenzied over this. I mean, well, means and frenzy is actually one of the movies that we're talking about right. because Hitchcock gets his claim to fame back. And okay, yeah, it's not working. Are anymore. you trying to say that he had done some stinkers and then this was kind of his? This was like his comeback uh, his film. his comeback film. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a '68 uh, comeback special. This movie was super successful. I mean, it was for you. Yeah. Well, on a budget of two million dollars, and it made twelve point six million. That's successful. Right. Especially Success. back then, yeah. back in the 70s. 72. Yeah. 50 years ago? You're a mathematician, Trent. You tell me. I'm a mathematician when it's easy math. Yeah, I was born in 73. Basic. I just. 25 plus added a 5. One. So <laughs> Hitchcock wanted to, uh, wanted to kind of like get back to his roots, but at the same time, like he was definitely doing something different. So he started introducing like the comedy aspect of it, and again, there I get was it. A lot Wells of comedy wasn't very comedic to you, but for '72, which the movie was technically shot in like '70 '71, so for that time frame, like that was comedy, and it was one of Hitchcock's, or if not only, it's definitely one of his first movies with nudity, right? Like full on nudity. I've never seen a Hitchcock movie with nudity like that. Yeah, this, so I'm pretty sure. sure that was the first one that showed full on nudity. Um, full on Bush. And Michael Caine. Michael Caine was actually, they wanted him for Bob Rusk. I told Darren that earlier. So they got the Walmart version? So they got the <laughs> Wish version of Michael Caine, which uh, Michael Caine said he didn't want to do this movie because he read the script and he thought it was too disgusting. But then Means brought up the fact that he's done some some horror movies himself that later. Were bad. That weren't very good. And he looked just like that. Bloody, gory. Like this Bob. movie was disgusting, though. He wasn't wrong about that. Yeah, it was pretty fucked up. I mean, maybe he didn't want to kind of associate him. You know how you get pigeonholed into a role if you're too good? And Michael Caine might have been too good in that role. And it might have made people disgusted seeing him forward, you know? Yeah. And I'm not, I've certainly not seen a lot of his movies, but like, wasn't he normally kind of the, the good guy, quote unquote, in a lot of his movies? Like I, I've seen a couple of movies where he's the bad guy, but like he was usually the good guy. Like it would be hard to picture him in that kind of role, I guess for me. But again, I've not seen a lot of his older. Well, I think it's interesting. You bring up that, he not not Michael Caine, but Hitchcock didn't really have a lot of nudity in his films. He alluded to it. Hitchcock didn't get nude in a lot of his films. Mm. No, he did not. He looked like a beach well. He anyway. was very. 
<laughs> in reality, he though, was very like in this movie. You know, he always inserts himself in the movie. Mm-hmm. And I missed it. I'm not gonna lie. I really, because it. it's like at the very beginning, very opening scene. I probably wasn't and thinking it was, about it. It was very I guess obvious. If he was written here, you could have pointed it out to him. With the rest of us, I watched but, it on a cell yeah, phone. Yeah, Trent. Oh, my giant feet. Yeah, Trent. Where were you? I don't know. You don't know where you were when we started this movie. Where were you? I wasn't when I came in. You guys were a good half hour into it. So well, I yeah, because you got part. here at like nine thirty. Yeah. Well, my I'm point is going back to my point because I never got to my point. What's your point? My point is, it. he was accused all the way through the fifties and sixties of being a misogynist. By many, many groups. And, and Trent, that groups. means that doesn't mean that he massaged people. Oh, I was gonna say, aren't they usually good? <laughs> <laughs> only when I do them, baby. <laughs> but yeah, he was accused of that. And this is the only movie that I've seen that I would actually say that's a little more true to life than his other movies. Because there is some he lingers in certain scenes a little, you know. That could be looked at as misogyny, but it's definitely more visceral than any of his other films in the way they kill people. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it's almost like he took pleasure in getting in close to the some of those scenes and the nude scenes and the kill scenes and even telling some of the misogynist-type jokes and them joking about rape yeah, and stuff like that. that. I mean, the cops were joking about... Or not cops. There were two guys in a pub that were like British Parliament that were joking about rape. Yeah, and they I called like, it the silver lining in the murders. Yeah, so that's kind of. I was up. like, what? <laughs> but I was thinking it was like that wasn't supposed to be funny unless he's trying to make fun of the bourgeoisie and how they take light of people like that getting killed, and they don't really care about women. So maybe he was making that statement, but it could kind of be viewed either way. I don't know. I feel like he's being very serious about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what his thought process did. Did you find anything on why he did that? Or mm. I, I did. I did not. So I don't know. Sorry, guys. I, th- I, think I don't know if maybe you don't. He's probably you don't just know like what he's doing. I'm retiring soon. Let's show some tits. Yeah, <laughs> could have been. <laughs> Guaranteed. To sum it up, titty. let's just show some tits. Because it was the second. I ain't to got last much movie, more right? left in me. Let's just you hit the titties. table again. I didn't though. <laughs> Who's doing it? I heard it. Who's doing it? I, I heard, I heard mic, it, but I, I don't think know my mic is just too sensitive. It's picking up every like. Are I you talking? There, there's like a an angry spirit behind Trent that just keeps fucking tapping his mic. <laughs> when you that. edit this episode, you're gonna hear it. I will hear it, but it won't be the table. So you're editing this episode, right? Ah, uh, we haven't recorded. He's <laughs> we edited. Haven't recorded. But people will understand. I told them how drunk he was at the beginning of the episode. He's me out of control. Him? Who? I'm not even drunk. You? Me? Trent. Why are you yelling at me? I'm repeating what he's saying. I'm not drinking <laughs> any alcohol for like an hour and 13 minutes now. Well, we're about to change that with some Shandy. <laughs> yeah. She's a fine girl. Shandy that man. What a good beer this will be. Uh-huh. Such a fine beer. I thought he, he's not even taking the top off. He's just well, it there. I, say, you better I, drink I have to that. finish I'm that. Taking it back. Like... Anyway. Just yeah. pour that in your Mountain Dew. It'd be delicious. Anywho, I personally thought that this is one of my favorite Hitchcock movies. I liked it. I've always um, 
really like this movie. But then again, when I watched it, I was much younger, and I don't remember, like, I don't know if I watched it, like, on, like, AMC or something, but I don't remember that much nudity in it. They probably again, I only out. watched it, like, one or twice. They definitely cut it out because it was on AMC. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a it's a classic movie to me. I thought the the humor in it was kind of funny. I thought it was a uh, it was very clever the way that they tried. No, Trent, it wasn't. No, very I was going to agree with you. That poor uh, detective, that husband that had to eat all of his wife's oh, cooking. God. Oh, shit. that's that's what the uh, inspector. That's what stuck with you the whole time. And uh, gills and God, pigs feet. That was disgusting. There's not much meat on in mind, but <laughs> so basically, what it boils down to is this. I thought the humor was there. I thought the cleverness was there. Like him going to see his wife, ex-wife, sorry. Him going to see his ex-wife, going and staying in that uh, Salvation Army with those old men, her slipping the money into his uh, into his jacket, which makes him look bad later because he's at that very fancy hotel. All of a sudden, he's got a bunch of money after just losing his job. His, wife, his ex-wife actually gave him the money, but she has money come up missing from her purse, incriminating him. You called that out like when it was happening, like, oh, shit. So there's that. There's the fact that he had an attitude about everything, as you could tell. He was so he was so pissy all the time. He had, no, he had nothing, nothing going for yeah. himself, but he acted like he did. So <laughs> that leading into, like, the secretary hearing them, like, get into it. I don't know if you noticed, but like they shut, she shuts the door after telling her to take the rest of the day off. And that's when he slammed his hand down on the desk and you could see her silhouette, like in the glass stop and look toward them. And she can't see what's going on, but she stops for a second. Then she turns and walks away. She later tells the inspector, well, I'm pretty sure I heard him hit her. There was definitely a loud slamming noise coming from in the office. Well, you didn't actually fucking see it. So you probably shouldn't say that for certain. Tell them what you heard. Don't tell them what you think. You I say, heard. wouldn't slamming a desk sound a lot different than actually well, hitting the, a the human being? The desk actually squeaks. <laughs> well, not only A, but B. <laughs> what kind of fucking bitch friend are you when you see your fucking boss friend getting? He definitely hit her. By... Oh, did you go help her? No, no. no I, I helped out her by leaving her alone because I didn't want I to. I walked away, her. but he definitely hit her. I had to let my dog out. Now we've talked before about. <laughs> he definitely smacked her mind. She's been in all day long. Why are we not taking the opportunity to do awesome British, British. accents like we did with our Australian accents want, a couple I weeks want ago? To offend anyone else right now, isn't it? That was the best part of the whole movie. Is we all have the less than one percent dialogue from, from Great Britain no, listenership. So you best mind your knickers, old chap. <laughs> Excuse me, what did you just say? <laughs> mind your what? Something about your knickers. Yeah, my one say, my one complaint about the whole movie is I've fucking I, every restaurant I've been to that's an English pub I've eaten bangers and mash, and they're <laughs> fucking acting like you know what that is? It's it's Harvey Wall bangers, bangers and mash, or the bangers are the fucking like hot dog brat looking things, Ooh. and the mash is mashed potatoes, and they put them together. Mm, sounds and, delicious, and it is delicious. And they're acting like fucking potatoes are not even used in England. Fish and chips? Come on. I eat fish and chips, too, but I'm just saying, bangers and mash is a fucking thing. England, English Your people potatoes. love their potatoes. Yeah. They're like, oh, we can't use these potatoes. We're going to send them back. Okay. Right. Was it the fucking Irish potato right famine? Am. How are they making those shepherd's pies? <sighs> 
would you fucking stop with the shepherd? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, all the evidence compiled against him, and just I thought the movie was clever, cheeky, and fun. Trent, what'd you think? I agree. It was a very well put together story. Uh-oh. It was funny. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it was as suspenseful as you would come to expect from an Alfred Hitchcock movie. Well, I think that's because of the humor. Yeah, and maybe it wasn't supposed to be. Kind of watered well, it down. But like you said, it was supposed to be his like return to form kind of thing. So I thought maybe it would be kind of more yeah, shocking and suspenseful. And then there were some shocking parts. Don't get me wrong. That rape scene was... Definitely weird, and definitely how I imagine Ian Torrance when he gets it on. Lovely. Lovely. Yes. All sweaty. Well, that's before the girl even gets there. I've never pictured I don't know why I'm picturing you as Tim Curry all of a sudden. Oh, lovely. Very lovely. (laughs) Get down on your knees and tell me you love me. I I love you. you. So, Jesus Christ. but no, it was a good, it was a good movie. I liked it. It was, I will say older movies sometimes are a little slow, even Hitchcock movies. So it, but this movie kept my attention and it, it keeps you hooked in. The whole oh, time, it kept so. your attention. Huh? It did for me. I don't think it did for Wells, but for an older movie, been it, easier to pay attention to attention. Some jerk wasn't playing pool in the background. Oh, while I don't I was trying even to watch act it. like that was distracting. You were hating the movie it before was that. Definitely distracting. You hated the movie before he said, that. He looked right at us and said, I didn't know until Mean said something. He said, are you going to fucking play pool right now? And Trent says, so I'm going to be really known. quiet. You'd have never known. Yes, I would, because the first fucking shot you took, clunk, 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 yeah. clunk, clunk. you could have just spread the balls out and shot them in. No, he had to fucking break. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. Like, he thought that was going to be quiet. Yeah. And I, I know you're good exception. at spreading balls out. Oh, that's true. I clank some balls every now and then. <laughs> No, I take exception with Wells blaming my pool game on his dislike of this movie. He was not a fan. I never even said that. I didn't like the movie. <laughs> You've been strongly implying it. Go. Yeah, now's Two your chance times. to set the record Don't straight. Me. He's you done. gotta go first. Set the no. We're not no. ending on a bad note, man. I like this movie. <laughs> Why do you all think I? He hate already this weighed movie. in. He because every said he time, like it. I said, humor. You're like, yeah, humor, and you Dude, put air quotes. Up. There were some weird jokes in this movie. <laughs> I understand it was it's different. Cheeky times. British it was, humor. It was a cheeky British seventies humor. Oh no. Okay, so here's the deal, guys. <laughs> I respect the fact it was made in 1972. Okay. I did not hate this movie as you all are implying. Okay. You know that's the same year as The Godfather, one of the greatest films ever. Yeah. He didn't find that movie so, funny either. The year should have nothing to do with it, sir. Well, that was American. When we first started you hate watching the it, British. That's what this is about. Isn't I it? said that because when we first started watching it, Ian said, "Don't be too hard on this movie because it was made in 1972." Tits. So he I said, was, "Don't get a hard on watching this." <laughs> I man. said that too. There were a lot of tits. He also man. said, "Don't pay attention to people's hard ons in this movie." Or I outside, did, the I movie. did see a couple. <laughs> I know you did. Or, or here, you interrupted the movie for a big one. <laughs> okay. Not mine. Oh so God. I actually did like. Oh I enjoyed the story, but. I felt like it was a little long for me, just because. That's what she said. Just because of the the, it's an older movie, so that. I guess the the pace to me felt kind of slow. He said we're only forty six minutes into. It. <laughs> I did say that, <laughs> so that's why I was like, yeah, he fucking hates it. But it wasn't because Two I hated movie. it. He's like forty six minutes. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. It's okay. That was my. <laughs> 
I just can't I wait for the people it. that tune into this episode. Oh, a Hitchcock film. Finally, some cinema. Let's see what these gents have to say. Yeah. And they turn our Terrible shit on. Terrible humor. <laughs> like I had a boner. <laughs> <laughs> we'll finish it. What are you saying? Finish it. I was just saying, like, I was Humo. into the story, but at the same time, I just felt like it was dragging on. It was definitely an entertaining movie. Are you staring at me. It's hilarious. Lock you said eyes it was with someone else. Yeah. So I'm you like, did think it was funny. Yeah. yeah I'm so weird, confused. In a weird way, though. I'm so confused. That's called cheeky. Yeah. <laughs> the British specialize in it. All right. I'm going to go. I like the movie. It is not even close to my favorite Hitchcock film, but it's a Hitchcock? good film. You just did I was That's disappointed in a couple of points, so I'll, I'll kind of agree with both of them and you, in that I think I think it's a good movie. It was a little shocking the nudity and the misogyny that I saw that I don't remember the first time I saw it a long time ago. So I probably saw the version you saw on AMC. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember the the nudity as much, and I definitely don't remember the jokes about rape and stuff. So that was kind of like little iffy for me what i did like about it is hitchcock did bring some of that old school suspense in a couple scenes especially the one long pullout scene where he was murdering somebody upstairs the guy was the tracking shot the tracking shot all the way down that's a classic hitchcock kind of trope and then showing everybody outside doing their normal everyday stuff not realizing she's getting murdered inside the building i thought that was a cool scene I did not like how he hung on like door frames sometimes for like an extra 10 seconds for no reason. Like the court scene. It was almost like he forgot about some of that stuff, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, Hey, maybe I should cut this shit Video out. Cut, sir. During that scene, oh, you yes, said cut. my thoughts. You said, that's a weird choice because yeah. it was just there. It was on just door weird. Frame. I think it was supposed to say there. symbolize like the, the building of the tension. He's a master of suspense, but I don't of, uh, you don't know what the verdict is. You hear them talking, you know, like, Oh, I wonder what the verdict's going to be. Even though, like, now, during this time, we know, like, well, obviously, he's fucking But it's guilty. like they just cut that one scene out, and then it went right back to talking. It was just kind of weird. Like, and even when those girls were well, the door were was supposed to be, like, scream. soundproof. Yeah. That's why you could hear it when the door opened, but when the door closed, yeah. it was like Ace Ventura when he was, <laughs> It just seems like weird Opening the patio door. I, I could tell Roger that he was, did they have soundproof technology back then? He, he was murdered. murdered. I could tell that Hitchcock was kind of aging. They have soundproof technology. You know, he just he wasn't on top of his game quite the way he was. Yeah, um, if the glass is thick enough, and uh, depending on how they insulated the walls, um, I don't know how they did those old courthouses or why you'd want to soundproof that room, like a court courtroom like that. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't have the answer for that. I wish I did because I'm, I'm, I'm curious as well. I don't know. I, I just thought he was off his game a little bit for most Hitchcock movies I've watched. But you really enjoyed it, though. But it was a good movie, and I, I appreciate the fact that he went way more violent. Or there wasn't gore, but it was more violence than what he's showed in the past. In a way, it's more realistic. Uh, the jokes were like top notch because they were so low key to me. They weren't just over-the-top comedy, which, mm-hmm. to me, made it funnier. Um, I didn't like how he had the uh, the guy that was supposed to be the killer at mm-hmm. the beginning. 
the, the guy that got accused. I didn't like that they had him as the red herring for maybe five minutes, and then all of a sudden you found out it was his buddy Bob, yeah, Uncle Bob. So I thought Bob that was, Bob's your uncle. They should have pulled that out longer and made him seem like to the audience, to me, like he was the killer. That's what I would have done if I was a director. But fuck, I'm not. I'm not Hitchcock. So, <laughs> would you agree with that? Like, would you agree that he's that... not Hitchcock? Jim? I definitely am. I think they do so much no. to set up Richard Blaney that it probably would have been cool to put that doubt in your mind and be like, well, was it him? Yeah. And then reveal later, which yeah. even though we're all watching and we're all thinking like, well, it's probably too obvious to be him. Yeah. It would have still been cool to, yeah, let that play out a little longer. And the 72 audiences, they might not have known that. Yeah. Because the evidence was pretty stacked against them. Because we definitely we definitely know in, in today's age that there are going to be twists like that pretty easy. But yeah, back then it would have been cool to see that. You know, I don't know. Agreed. Agreed. It was a good movie, yeah. though. I thought so, too. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I can't say that I'll probably ever watch it again. Wells, Wells, Wells. Aw, Wells. He didn't catch the frenzy from it, mm. is what he's saying. Well, let's. you want to kick us off with the rating? <sighs> I you don't have to, buddy. Just... <laughs> hey, again, there's no wrong answer. It's your rating. That's right. It's too low. We're What's the lowest you. you've gone so far? The lowest was, I think, a 4.5. Then don't go that low. I'm not. I'm going to give it a... I don't want to be too hard on it. So I'm going to give it a 6. That's fair. Like I said, I, I, did, I did enjoy it, even though I felt like it dragged on a little bit. But I enjoyed the story. I thought uh, the acting in it was pretty decent. It was funny in a weird way, but that's just about it. I don't think that it'd be something I'll just be sitting around like I should probably watch Frenzy. But I'm not mad. I'm not mad that I watched it like with some of the other movies we watched. Mostly just uh, what was the one I talked about earlier? Barons. Yeah, the Barons. Yeah. Was that the four point five one? I think that was the four point five one. That's pretty. I generous. think I, I think I picked that and I give it a four. That's, That's fair. That is I fair. didn't pick it. I it was just there. So, Darren, do you want to go next? I would give it a I would give it a six and a half to seven, probably in that range. Like, if it wasn't Hitchcock directing it, I'd be like probably a solid seven. Okay. I was ready to give it a seven and a half because it was a good movie, but I docked it down just slightly because, like I said earlier, it didn't really have the suspense I was hoping for from a Hitchcock movie. Still good, but just not quite as suspenseful. And then I wasn't a huge fan of the ending, really. It just kind of ended weird for me. It did. Like the inspector just like all of a sudden has the epiphany, like, well, maybe we got the wrong guy after all. You mean after his wife told him all about it? Right. Well, yeah. And well, then he, he goes to the apartment and he's just like, you don't have your necktie, sir. <laughs> and then credits roll. <laughs> Like, well, I think really, it was the build-up really of the fact that, like, um, he was screaming about, like, oh, it's Rusk. I, yeah. And it made him think, like, Rusk, yeah? He was in Rusk's apartment. Russ is the one that reported him. But it's like, why didn't he do all this beforehand? Do what? All this thinking and investigating. investigating. Yeah, like, you well, should have thought about it. probably had nothing every- to go Like, there was nothing pointing to Rusk at that point. But still, his wife had to tell him all about it. Like, uh, but- Rusk knew so-and-so and so-and-so. It didn't. It did not ruin anything for me. It just was a little bit of a weak ending, so it knocked it down to a seven. Solid seven. 
which is still a good score. But it's that, a seven for me, too. What you say, though, that kind of brings up the, the fact that when his wife told him about that, Hitchcock's definitely now that I look at it is making fun of r- the rich people in that town and the police because it's like they can't fucking they can't do anything. They don't know how to don't know their asshole from exactly. Elbow. And this woman has figured it out while she's cooking fish heads. Yeah. You know, she's horrible at cooking. That was she's probably the cooking, she's, good she's the best detective in the movie. <laughs> that was probably like my favorite. Like any time that the, the dinner feet. scene was happening, but like the one the first thing she brought out and. Like he was talking to her, and then when he saw it, he just goes hmm. in his subtle hints every I'm not time. Gonna lie, like, yeah, they sold like humble stuff, like bacon and egg sandwiches, you know. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie though; those little quails they look good, but it looked like he was having a tough time cutting. You thought that looked good? It looked good. It was a little bit like do you like corny shins? You ever had those? They're actually pretty good. I like, I like corn. You never like shins? A, is that like a small chicken? Like we saw it's a Cornish hens about that big. Yeah. It's like they're small. They're yeah. good though. Well, well, it looked like she roasted the outside of it really well, but it was probably still frozen on the inside. Like that turkey <laughs> from Christmas Vacation. Yeah. What it reminded you of? <laughs> <laughs> the steam just comes out, What's cracks that? open. Jacking uh, uh, up, up a bone. Yep, he got it. That's well, that was not, a good. You were loving that Uncle Clark got <laughs> your belly. That was a good story. Thank you, sir. Thanks for telling it. Thanks for bringing in a little culture and taste into our cinema discussion. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Thank you, Trent. Hitchcock. I thought he was going to read. You're a wizard with the words. Yeah. (laughs) Just casting those word spells over We did some hit. Well, I don't think I was here, but you guys did Psycho, so we've done some Hitchcock before. And I'm sure we'll do it again. We will. We'll do it again, too. Can't have a horror podcast without Hitchcock. They can't all be based on true stories, though, can they? We'll they find can. something. They will. One way or another. There are birds in the world. Mm-hmm. There That's are true. birds. There are birds. So. That actually is based on a true story. It is. <laughs> we can do that one. So, and I actually plan on, if, if my voodoo account, I don't know if you saw, but I do own that movie. I don't know if you own it. And I hate birds. I so I'm sure I'll be very You scared. do hate birds. But I'm not going to let it, anybody borrow it from now on. Just, I love you guys, but I'll never get it back now. Just <laughs> It's the first time I've been here since he let me borrow it. Was not even a week ago? Anyway, so this has been my so, episode on the movie Frenzy. If you guys want to plug some horror at the Ohio again, just a reminder to the fans. Yeah, Trent, horror at yeah. the Ohio. If you aren't aware, is not the, to be confused with the horrors of the Ohio. Correct. We are the whores that will be at the Ohio. Yeah, correct. Usually. It's one and the same. We'll be there. We're the whores. But no, Whores at the Ohio is the film festival we are kind of putting on, and it's going to be October 21st and 22nd at the Ohio Theater here in Madison, Indiana. I don't know what that hand 21st meant. and 22nd. Yeah. And yeah, we're going to have some feature and short horror films that we're going to show, and we're going to, I don't know, it's going to be a fun time. It'll be cool. It's our first first uh, year doing this, so yep. Bring a chair. You might have to bring a chair if you plan on attending. We, the Ohio Theater, God bless its soul, has had some troubles the past few years, and they are currently without proper seating. So it may be a BYOC. Mm-hmm. And this is there's Z your trouble. Chair. There's this your is, trouble. This is kind of a fundraiser as well for them to help yeah. them get back into. 
the New York groove. Obviously, the goal is for this to grow, and they they have other stuff too, like concerts and stuff throughout the year and movies. So like, but we want our thing to grow and and be cool and big. Come a and, full Halloween fest in Madison. Yeah. So hopefully sure. by year two, we'll have some chairs. I think but it's going to be a great success. It's still going to be fun in year one, even if you are sitting on your ass on the concrete. But we're going to have some great films. But please don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Bring a cushion, bring, at least. Bring a chair. But anyway, yeah, that's all Well, I thank you for sharing that, Failers. Yeah. Appreciate it. We'll be there selling some merch, like I keep saying every week. Bring us your money, all of it. Yeah. We take credit. Uh, we take uh, debit. We take cash. We don't give it back. Do we? We take Are it. We, is that confirmed? Are we going to be taking debit? We have no idea, but bring it all. We'll take it. Like I said, we ain't giving it back. Yeah, I'm going to have to ask you not to lie to the people. At least I'm being honest about my life. I mean, they could... Uh, Technically, right. PayPal or yeah, I don't know. We haven't set that up yet, but we'll they could out. Venmo you, and you could just we can put steal in our the money and tell you guys I you could do didn't, that. Didn't I mean, get anything? You could. There are seventeen shirts missing. Thieves, <laughs> <laughs> gypsies, tramps, and thieves. Mm. They're they've been all over the place tonight. All right, well that she has been. Whores. Oh my God, I don't think I did. <laughs> I don't think whores were in this long. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves. Gypsies, tramps, and whores, and thieves. Another song <laughs> that I missed. Share. Share. Oh, God. Okay. Share. His share sounded a lot like Tom Jones in his defense. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, is that Tom Jones? <laughs> she or has is a very thick voice. She... She's a lady. She's a lady. And a trapping thief. Do you believe in love after love? No, I don't. I got you to hold my hand. <laughs> I've got you, babe. I'm so tired. <laughs> this is you've been the horror, you know. I've been in. I'm still in. I'm still me. And I'm Brent. Fucking Trent. In the shadows dance. No, I was gonna write the first time. You're, you're, you will always be Brent. Especially to my father. So now is the time to let all